Some stories can't even be made up. When reality is more shocking than what is televised and created by those in Hollywood. On tonight's episode, we talk about true and truly horrific Halloween horror stories. Clutch on to your sense of reality on tonight's episode of Clutch by the Real Girlfriends Across America, powered by Building Rome. You're listening to Clutch by the Real Girlfriends Across America, powered by Building Rome. The content that you're about to hear are the opinions and views of the show hosts and guests and does not represent their views or opinions of Clutch by RGAA or its affiliates and sponsors. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use any information given as medical advice to treat any medical conditions in either yourself or others. Consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. Our podcast is intended for entertainment purposes only. Clutch by RGAA, powered by Building Rome. <laughs> Hello, and this is Corinne, and I'm your host for tonight's show, and we are Clutch. We are a podcast by the Road Girlfriends Across America, powered by Building Rome, and we are a company that has a foundation and a mission to build lifelong friendships with women across the globe. And tonight, I have on the phone with me, Alexis. How are you today, Alexis? I'm good. How are you? I am well. And like the intro stated, we're going to be talking about true and truly horrific Halloween stories. Are you ready to get a little spooked out? Uh-uh. <laughs> well, it is all true, actually, and I was able to find actually 11 different horrific stories that actually did occur on Halloween. So are you ready to get into it? You know what? I do. What was that? And you know what? I knew I should have just stayed home today, but okay, come on. Yeah, just so you know, I'm using you as a shield. Well, hopefully, we both have a bubble around us, so we'll be fine. So the first story we're going to talk about is the trick-or-treater who died after being given cyanide-laced candy. So in 1974, an eight-year-old Timothy O'Brien died on Halloween evening after eating a candy lace with cyanide. The story has an even more horrific twist. So it turned out that the candy was poisoned by Timmy's father. Ronald was in a financial trouble. He had taken out a life insurance policy on his children. In addition to Timmy, Ronald O'Brien gave his poison candy to four other children, including his daughter, Elizabeth. Thankfully, none of the other children um, ate it. Um, O'Brien was executed by lethal injection in 1984. So what do you think about that? That actually happened a, a while ago, I think before both of us was born. See, that's a little creepy to me, and I'm glad that he was put to death, but I feel bad for the little boy. That's not um, a very pleasant way to go because poisoning is actually very, very painful. But I feel bad for the little boy. Glad that the father was put to death. Personally, I think lethal injection was too kind. I would have just had a firing squad. 
Yeah, yeah, I can I understand that definitely. Um, and it's it's crazy because he had put life insurance on the child before he did it, and I guess he even poisoned his own daughter. But I mean, the little boy was the only one that you know ate the candy. Unfortunately. That's now, in the second story, that's a little creepy. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. And the second story is the suicide mistaken for a Halloween decoration. So in 2005, a 42-year-old woman in Delaware committed suicide by hanging herself from a tree across the street from a residential area. Though the body was easily visible to passerbyers and passing vehicles, no one called the police for hours. Why? They assumed the woman was slain and the one was a Halloween decoration. Now, that's a little creepy. Well, I don't, yeah, see, this is why Halloween is one of my least favorite holidays, because there's always creepy things, and the, I really believe that Halloween is the night the, the, the cycles come out. Yeah, and these stories are proving that to be true. <laughs> so the third one, speaking about the creepers coming out. So the third story is the man who showed up at Halloween, um, a Halloween party just as Freddy Krueger. Do you remember Freddy Krueger, Alexis? Is that the guy with the really long nails? Exactly, yep. So someone was dressed as Freddy Krueger, and he went on a rampage. Um, so a Halloween party in San Antonio, Texas, was in full force last year when a man that was dressed as Freddy Krueger showed up uninvited, and he opened fire in a crowd shooting five people. So, yeah, I wouldn't trust anyone. (laughs) See, there is a reason why cautious, and when I hear stories like that, it makes me glad that I get that Halloween is meant to be fun and we celebrate it in a way to be fun. It's fun for the children to get candy but, yeah, note to self, I'm not opening my damn door, nor am I going to any parties where people are dressed up as costumes. Because you can't tell if somebody is there for fun or not. And no, thank you. Yeah, not a, a grown adult. Yeah, maybe a child, but, yeah, not a, a grown adult. <laughs> but we'll move on to story number four. So it's, story number four is about um, the son who decapitated his own mother, and then he left her body in the street. So one night in Long Island, just before Halloween in 2014, a decapitated body laid in the street five feet away from a severed head. Um, to many passerbyers, the horrific sight appeared to be a Halloween prank, but the truth was far more disturbing. 35-year-old Derek Ward had used a kitchen knife to kill his mother, um, and he decapitated her. Um, Patricia then carried the body and hid out of their apartment. Um, after leaving the body and hid in the street, Ward jumped in front of a commuter train, killing himself. So, yeah, it, it's, that, that's just crazy. And then I'm, I'm pretty sure, you know, because people do a lot of things in Halloween, so they probably just thought it was, just, I don't know, someone trying to do the most for Halloween. 
would you think that you would have thought that was like maybe a Halloween thing or would you have, you know, maybe examined it a little bit more? I wouldn't go near it. I would call the damn car. Yeah. I guess, just like, again, like a, a lot of people, they try to do the most for Halloween. So sometimes I can see how people would think that maybe if everything else was like decorated for Halloween, why they would think that that was just part of, I don't know, the typical Halloween. But but wasn't he, uh, did he kill her on Halloween or was it before Halloween? Well, this is right before. So I would think, let's say if it was like a one or two days before Halloween. So who in the, okay, I'm just trying to think about this logically. If you decapitated somebody and left it in the street, who the hell is going to leave a decapitated body and head in the street in front of a residential area a day or two before Halloween? I don't know. There's a lot of people that go all out for Halloween. That's like my favorite holiday. See, it is not my favorite holiday. I do not like, I honestly believe around Halloween is when all the crazies and the psychos come out. So, you know what? This is, this really solidifies my choice of keeping my butt at home. (laughs) Maybe I'll take a hard dog. Let's go to the next story. So number five is the unspeakable explosion at a holiday performance. So in 1963, many Hoosers decided to spend Halloween night at the Indiana State Fairgrounds in Coliseum. Um, So they were watching a holiday on ice skating exhibit. Unbeknownst to all of them, a rusty sink in the concession area began to leak gas. The room, which lacked ventilation, quickly filled with gas. On their grand finale, the gas reached an electric popcorn maker. Um, it triggered the popcorn maker to um, explode. The explosion actually killed um, 74 people and nearly injured 400. So this one was more like a, a freak of nature, and it just so happened to happen on Halloween. So that one... Yeah, that was just like for those people that was there. Unfortunately, it was like the wrong, I guess, there at the wrong time. Unfortunately for them. You have anything to add to that one before we move on to number six, and then we'll take a short break. No, no comment. See, listeners, this is why you should listen to me. Just stay home on Halloween. Like, you know, at least get yourself, like, you know, a nice glass of wine, nice dinner. If you're into being scared, at least watch a crazy, scary movie. Don't be psychotic and go outside because you don't know who the hell is out there. Uh-uh. Well, with that one, I mean, it was more or less, like I said, like wrong place, wrong time. Because, you know, that was all, like, just nature, I guess, because the tank actually caused the explosion. Well, actually, the the popcorn maker uh, caused the explosion from the gas that leaked out. So that was actually, I guess no one being evil was just one of those things that happened, unfortunately. We're going to move on to number six. So number six is the Japanese exchange student who knocked on the wrong door. 
So 25 years ago, a 16-year-old Japanese exchange student by the name of Yashari Hattari, and I apologize if I'm saying his name wrong, um, but he was dressed up as John Travolta um, from his character from Saturday Night Fever. Um, he had headed out to a Halloween party in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Tragically, he was mistakenly dropped off at the wrong house, and the homeowner panicked um, because they were not expecting a visitor, and they shot and killed Hattori. The homeowner was later acquitted of any wrongdoing. Hattori's mother, Mikio, commented on his 20th anniversary, I've been observing American society for the past 20 years, and the ongoing situation there has been uncomprehensible to Japanese. I want to encourage more ways to adopt gun control. So, yeah, with this one, this is unfortunate because it seemed like she just got dropped off at the wrong house, unfortunately. Um, And that has happened to other people as well. And it just so happened that that homeowner freaked out when they seen him. What do you think about that one? Mm, I don't know. Like, for me, I feel bad that she knocked off the wrong door and stuff like that. This world is just full of crazy people. Yeah, and definitely um, probably would need, like, more stricter gun laws, in all honesty. Because, yeah, it seemed like if he's just knocking at the door, and I'm sure that it might have been a, la- a language barrier, um, being that he was a exchange student. Um, and then she just seemed like she just freaked out the homeowner. So we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we're going to continue with our list of true and horrific Halloween horror stories. (laughs) Become a patron of Clutch by the Real Girlfriends Across America. By supporting creators you love on Patreon, you're becoming an active participant in their creative process. As a member, you receive exclusive content, community access, behind-the-scenes updates, and the pride of viewing work that matters to you. Joining is easy. Visit patreon.com backslash realgirlfriends across America. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com backslash realgirlfriends across America. Every donation helps. Clutch by RGAA is powered by Building Rome. Building Rome, Inc. is a professional company that provides an array of services to freelancers, creatives, virtual hustlers, and business owners. For more information on hiring Building Rome, log on to the website at Building Rome, Inc. Dot com. Once again, the website is buildingromeinc.com. Do you have a product, brand, or service that you want to advertise on our platform? Well, look no further. Send us an email to realgirlfriends7 at gmail.com. That's realgirlfriends, the number 7, at gmail.com to place your advertisement here. Clutch on to your drinks while we listen to today's trending news story.
Matthew McConaughey reviews why he never dated his famous co-stars. The actor Matthew McConaughey got some steamy on-screen time with stars like Penelope Cruz, Jennifer Garner, Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kate Hudson. However, when the camera stopped rolling, the relationship between these co-stars remained totally platonic. Given that it's all too common for people starring in movies together to hook up off-screen, it's worth wondering why he himself never dated any of the people he received top billing with. In an interview with Howard Stern, the actor said, I've always tried to keep it professional and the people I work with, I must say, did it well. Maybe we had certain crushes on each other at certain times, but we always just kept it professional. Matthew Mahanahey lips may be sealed on which of those celebrities he once had a crush on. However, he is now happily married to the model and designer Camila Alves. The couple who walked down the aisle in 2012 share three children. And we're back, and we're talking about true and truly horrific Halloween horror stories. And we have a new guest on the line, Kay. How are you today, Kay? Hello. Okay. Well, maybe she can't talk at the moment. But um, I was going to ask you before we went on break, um, Alexis. Now, did you have any, and it doesn't have to be on Halloween, but any, like, stories that are, like, too true to be, or, I guess, too weird to be true? Uh, to be really honest, I'm a chicken. So, I... Or anything like that watch, you might have like, I guess, on TV? Um, I mean, there's always, like, the weird disappearances of people when you watch true crime videos and they haven't been found. They literally vanished without a trace. Yeah, this is always, I guess, a mystery when someone does vanish without a trace. <laughs> so we're going to go yeah. on to our, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's always, because I watch a lot of those stories. So, yeah, those are usually, like, you know, obviously unsolved, and they usually are around some type of mystery thing that happened um, right before, like, a disappearance or whatnot. But we're going to go on to number seven. Okay, so number seven is the assailant who's wearing the same mask as the killers worn in the uh, film Scream, Murdered a Man. Have you ever seen that movie before in Scream? I don't watch scary movies. Oh, wow. So, Scream, in that movie, um, there's a guy that's going around, he's killing people, um, and he wears, like, this ghost face type of mask. So, in 2013, there was a, uh, on Halloween night, there was someone wearing that same mask who shot and killed a 19-year-old, um, Anthony Seabury, um, before disappearing into the New York night. So, it seems like as of this story, they haven't figured out who it was that actually killed them. And I guess I'm assuming they don't know the reasoning behind it either. So we can go on to, unless you want to add anything to that, we can go on to number nine. No, 
Come here. So the next story is the New Beach Riot, where thousands of high schoolers fought police throughout Halloween night. So this is in 1945. Teenagers in Toronto spent Halloween night rioting and building large bonfires that they soaked with gasoline. When police descended upon the scene, the teenagers fought back, throwing rocks and blowing the fire department. Um, and I'm sorry, and blocking the fire department from putting out the fires. Soon police arrested 14 of the rioters, but instead of calming things, this led to a mob of thousands of teenagers gathering in protest. The teenagers were um, only despaired after being doused with water cannons and tear gas. I mean, I'm not sure why this was, um, why they began to do this. So it's not like it's just a bunch of mischief children, I guess, teenagers just, just wanted to, I guess, be mischief. That's just a little Did you want to Yeah, it's like they were bored, I guess. Mm-hmm. So that was actually number eight. So we're going to move on to number nine. <laughs> So number nine is the man who opened his door to find a trick-or-treater who would end his life. So in eight, I'm sorry, 1982, um, 69-year-old Marvin Brandland was getting ready for bed after a night of handing out candy. When there was a knock on his door, Brandland opened the door to find someone wearing a pillowcase over his head with the eyes cut out. The figure said, trick-or-treat, give me your money or I'll shoot. He then pulled out a gun and offered Brandland into the, his basement, where Brandland kept a safe. Brandland figured it was a prank because only his family members knew about the safe. The Brandland then grabbed for the gun. The person that had the pillowcase over his head fired, hitting Brandland in his throat and killing him. The killer fled, leaving the pillowcase at the scene. Now, this happened in 1982. Um, speed up to 2010, the pillowcase was tested for DNA, but there was not enough DNA on it to make a match. That sounds, yeah, spooky. I think that um, he probably should have just went to bed at that point. Did you want to add anything to that one, Alexis? No? creeped out? No, I said that's a little weird because if only family members knew about that safe, I wonder if it was a family member or maybe a family member um, let it slip to somebody else. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it was a coincidence that he led him to the, the basement, but yeah, it sounds like what they would say, I guess, an inside job because otherwise who would know that, you know, it was there. And unfortunately, they tried to test it, but, I mean, the chances of, you know, in 2010 that it was somebody that they actually knew, I don't, I, I mean, someone that was still around, I don't know that was going to be like a, you know, a viable DNA sample anyway. Okay, and it looks like we have another call on the line. Tawanda, are you there? Yes, good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Hello, how are you today? Pretty incredible. How are you? 
I am well. And before we move on to our next um, story, I'm going to ask you the same thing that I had asked Alexis before you went on break or after we went from a break. Um, is there any, like, like creepy story that actually happened um, that you want to share with the audience? Did you say freaky story? <laughs> no. <laughs> I say creepy. <laughs> but your freaky oh. might be creepy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> She says, "Come on, ladies. Did, did it not sound like she says freaky no, story?" Your mind story? be in the gutter. Your mind be in well, the gutter. <laughs> oh, that is definitely true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so a freaky Halloween story? Yes. So Talk to me on Monday. <laughs> oh, see, so you know, the, the funny thing. I'm sorry. You said what now? Um, no, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to just say, we were talking about true and truly horrific Halloween stories. So they actually happen on Halloween or about on Halloween. You know, the funny thing, like last year, I remember a friend of mine was talking about Halloween. We were talking about having a party, but it was to the last minute. I have never done anything Halloween. Ever ever since I was a kid, I think I went trick-or-treating one time. And I said, you have to check back with me on November the 1st because Halloween is next, I think, next Saturday. And now everyone has been talking about Halloween stories. And now I'm, I got a thousand and one ideas. So listen, I have no idea what's going down on October 31st, 2020. But whatever you're talking about today, make sure it's a part two next the week after. Because I'm going to have some stories. Not sure if it's going to be a podcast appropriate, but definitely going to have some stories. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so we actually have two more stories on our list. So we're going to go to number 10. Oh. What? So number 10 is, <laughs> is the haunted hayride employee who went, um, when pretending to hang out with Gallows, hung himself for real. So... This was in 1990 in the Chicago area. Um, a teenager, Brian Jules, job was to give a hayride to customers. And he was supposed to scare people by pretending to hang himself from the gallows. Jules had pulled off the stunt just fine earlier in the day, but that night something went terribly wrong. When the hayride approached, Jules, who was hanging from the gallows with his feet touching the ground, the tractor driver began to worry. The driver worries only grew when Jules to deliver his usual speech. According to the prosecutor, there was no sign of foul play. So it sounded like he accidentally actually hung himself for real. Do you guys have anything to add to that? You're saying somebody killed himself for real, like an accident? Yeah, so his job was to actually, there was a hayride. So his job was to, like, you know, pretend he was hanging himself from one of the gallows. And he asked, I'm assuming he accidentally hung himself for real. Wow. Oh, that's Yeah, and this happened in 1990. So we have one more um, story. And that's number 11. I want your brains. So number 11, and I... 
the story is the boy whose life was forever altered on Halloween because of his stepfather from hell. So on Halloween in 1984, 8-year-old Brian Massey should have been enjoying a trick-or-treat night with his sisters, Tiffany 11 and Tamara 10. Instead, he was subjected to a real-life horror film when his new stepfather, 26-year-old David Andrews, stabbed his mother to death before chasing his sisters down the hall and murdering them as well. Andrews then came into Massey's room, covered in blood, and kidnapped the boy. Two days later, police found Massey alive after apprehending Andrews, who had tried and failed to kill himself. Disturbing enough, Andrews stuck, or struck a plea deal in exchange for a reduced sentence. Um, he was eligible to be paroled next month, which is now which the now 40-year-old Massey um, opposes. So it sounds like um, with this one, the, his stepfather basically killed his entire family for some reason. He spared the, the young boy. Do you guys have any comments about that one? That made me think about the show Lucifer. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Scary and interesting all at the same time. Hmm. So all those stories that we went through, they all actually happened about or on Halloween. Um, so just to recap really? very quickly, um, we talked about a trick-or-treater whose father actually gave him cyanide um, based candy. He actually gave it to numerous children, um, but his son was the only one that actually ate the candy and um, died. Um, there was a suicide mistaken for a Halloween a decoration where a lady actually hung herself, committed suicide, and people just thought it was a Halloween costume. Um, there was Freddy Krueger who went on a rampage and winds up killing five people um, by shooting them. There was a son who decapitated his mother and left her body in the street, um, and people just thought that it was part of the Halloween, um, I guess, decorations. Um, there was a... Um, Unfortunately, a freak of nature that happened in the ice where a um, a rescue tank wound up blowing um, up and it killed actually 74 people and injured 400 others. Um, there was a Japanese exchange student who knocked on the wrong door and the homeowner got freaked out and wound up shooting him. Um, there was someone that was just in a screen mask who um, was murdered, um, who went around and murdered a 19-year-old, and disappeared in New York. Um, there was a group of children on a beach who are teenagers at that who decided that they wanted to, um, I guess, go against the police and wind up um, throwing rocks and gasoline at the police and started a bonfire on the beach. Um, and they were uh, kept doing it until they were actually uh, doused with water cannons and tear gas. Um, there was a man who was um, brought into his basement where he was shot to death by a man that was wearing um, a pillowcase on his head. Um, and then there were the two stories that we just spoke about, about the hayride um, and the um, stepfather from hell. So do you guys have any comments about any of those stories? Sounds interesting. I have I have never heard of any of those stories before, and um, yeah, it just kind of makes me curious. I'm really a curious person, so I'm looking forward to checking it out. Yeah, you can hear the full story. 
Tawanda is on her own for checking out those stories because they just creeped me out. So you know what? I am just going to keep my pretty little butt at home and, like, you know, watch the Disney cartoons as if I were five years old because, no, thank you. I do not celebrate Halloween, and, no, I do not go out on the night of Halloween because it is my firm belief that's when all the psychos come out. <laughs> well, I will be and the freaks. as well. <laughs> and, yeah, and the, the freaks, apparently. <laughs> You do say the freaks come out at night. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so with that being said, we will be back again on Sunday with another great episode with our host, Phoenix. And thank you guys so much for listening to those scary stories. And I'm sure that you two other ladies will be playing or hearing it on the playback. I'm looking forward to it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Nasha, I'm looking forward to it. All right. Until next time. Thank you for listening to yet another episode of Clutch, a podcast by Real Girlfriends Across America. Clutch onto us tight by following us on all of our social media platforms. This includes Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and Facebook. Like, share, and follow us. Did you miss the episode? Don't worry. You can listen to us anywhere where podcasts are being played, including Apple Podcasts, Google, Anchor, Spotify, and Speaker. Don't forget to watch us on YouTube by searching for Real Girlfriends Across America and visit our website at www.realgirlfriends.org. And until next time, clutch on to your best friend and stay tuned.